the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace, on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. And I'm so excited to be having Dr. Daniel Gilbert of Regent University and of Empowered Living International Ministries Incorporated. He's a true man of God. Uh, he's got. A, he's been planting Bible colleges, discipling thousands of people. He's got an incredible, incredible ministry that is around the world. So Dr. Gilbert, Gilbert, welcome to Adventures in Prophecy. Uh, It's such a joy to be here. Uh, Jared, thank you so much for asking me to be on your show. I'm excited about this show and about what God is doing in your life and through your ministry, the impact uh, to the impact the kingdom of God to equip the saints in how to move in the ways of the spirit. And I know you had uh, my pneumatology class in seminary and on the Holy Spirit, and uh, we're taking it to the new level. So to help people understand who the Holy Spirit is and how he wants to manifest in our daily lives, as well as touch the world for the kingdom of God and for the glory of Christ. Amen. Thank you for having me on tonight. Today. Well, it's my pleasure. You impacted my life at Regent University. And, you know, we're, we're currently in this pandemic around the world, but, but we're seeing people coming to Jesus. We're seeing uh, signs and wonders and incredible things. My ministry is going online. We've got the podcast. We're reaching people through adventures and prophecy. There's a lot going on, yeah. you know, but um, Dr. Gilbert, what is God telling you in this current hour, in the season that we're finding ourselves in? Wow, that's that's a big question. And I've really been praying and fasting, actually, uh, about what's happening and seeking the face of the Lord, Jared. 
it's really been interesting. My heart is really for the church and for the pastors in the church. And so I think the Lord's been showing me things about the American church in particular, but it affects the the, um, church globally. And I think in here in America, the United States of America, the church has been lulled to sleep. I think what God is doing through this pandemic is, I hope, is shaking the church to wake up the church. Ephesians chapter 5, Paul really shouts an alarm, wake up, O sleeper, wake up from the dead. And and I think that's what the Lord is trying to do for the American church in particular, even the church in Europe that is almost completely dead. But um, that's one thing. Now, there's a lot of other things I I want to uh, be sensitive to the time because there's a lot. I've shared with some of my classes recently on this, so it's really fresh. How much do you want me to get into, uh, Jared? Um, Let's hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say. And what I'll do is I'll just pull you fully up into the screen, but I'll be watching on my end real quick. Is that okay? Thank you so much. Listen, all you saints out there watching and and learning and really seeking the Lord and what God's doing. God is calling the the church to repentance. And in the church in America in particular, uh, the church in America has not just been lulled asleep. The church in America uh, has, has really, I believe, gone astray from where God has wanted it to be. We have many wonderful churches in America. And God is using pastors and churches in so many ways. But there are two things that are happening in, in the church, I think. One is, well, there's many things happening. But one is, is they're moving toward entertainment. And worship can be great, but it now becomes an entertainment concert. And then the celebrity pastors uh, have to get bigger and bigger and and uh, and. They've lost the heart of holiness. They've lost the heart of of preaching the very word of God, verse by verse, passage by passage, to to disciple the people. On the other hand, um, many churches have have been moving more toward being influenced by the culture and, uh, and then compromising the word of God and then compromising Christian faith and beginning to deny the very essentials of the Christian faith. It's one reason I wrote the book, The Big Five, uh, um, discovering the five foundations every Christian should know. And, and But we're here in this pa- pandemic. God is trying to wake the church up. And I believe he is. I think a lot of churches are beginning going, wow, we have not been making disciples the way God has wanted us to make disciples. And I think that's a call that the Lord is having for the church to the churches. It is time to rethink church. It's time to rethink church. You know, Jared, you've been a church planter. I've been a church planter. I've also uh, revitalized a church and, and been a part of an, a very ancient historic church when I pastored in Scotland. So, and we see different stages of churches, but the church needs to ask the question again, what is the purpose of the church of God in America and the world? What is our purpose? And I think God is saying, it's time to wake up and get back to 
the foundation of the word of God, the foundation of preaching the word. But it's not just preaching. It is to make disciples who make disciples. Amen. Making disciples who make disciples, as well as to know how to flow in the ways of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're seeing we're seeing a dichotomy happening. We're seeing this church that's asleep, that's trying to entertain people instead of making disciples. And I'm telling you, every church, well, every church, evangelical, conservative, Pentecostal, charismatic, third wave, and liberal, they all say, oh, we're here to make disciples. We want to make followers of Christ. Well, we're not seeing it, to be blunt. We're not seeing it because we're not seeing life transformed, and we're not seeing culture transformed. We're seeing culture transforming the church. So I think God is trying to wake the church up, and I have some statistics if you want to talk a little bit more about that. Yes, sir, please do. Yeah. Well, uh, there's just under 400,000 churches in America, 400,000. Over... Um, over the last 30 years, the church has been in decline. And uh, only uh, 90, well, only 4%, 4% of the church in America is actually growing in wow. numbers. But most of that growth is transfer growth. It's not new convert growth. So 96% of the churches are in decline. And uh, not only that, every year about forty, about four thousand five hundred churches close every year. Wow. Um, now, on the good side, about fifty-four to fifty-eight hundred churches are started every year. So there is a net of between ten and um, and thirteen, uh, ten uh, or a thousand and, and thirteen hundred churches net. But out of those. Um, new churches in five years, 80% of them are closed. Wow. So this pandemic, on top of that, the majority of churches, over 50% of churches in America do not have online capability Hmm. and they don't have online giving. And therefore all these churches for four weeks have closed. And think about that. 50% of churches they're trying to catch up and they're trying to, to make a difference and, and meet just the needs of their own members. Hmm. And many of them can't because they're not, they're not internet savvy. Now that's a wake up call. We, the church should be on the cutting edge of the internet and impacting the world through the internet, doing good through the internet. But here in America, it's not on top of that. Most churches, just like Americans, don't have more than a month in their savings. Wow. And therefore, we're already at the end of that. And so how are pastors going to get paid? How, how are, how are the, the church workers going to be paid? Because they're, they don't have the funds now after four, four weeks being closed by, by the government. Now, that doesn't mean churches can't meet, but um, so many churches are behind. And it grieves the Lord, but it is a wake-up call, and that's a good thing. Now, here's here's some other statistics. The average church in America only has 75 in attendance. Wow. So we all see the the Joel Osteens and and, uh, all these other big celebrity-type pastors, 
uh, and you see these big churches. But that is, I think, if I'm correct, less than 1% of the churches in America are over 1,000 in attendance. Wow. So, but those are all the churches that we see. But those are the ones that we see. And so we have this misperception that all churches are like that. The average church in America only has 75 attendees. And the, and the majority, like I said earlier, don't have internet capacity to connect and to pray with one another, as well as to receive online giving. And so it's, it's putting a stretch, a stress on the church that um, my heart is breaking for because mm. God loves the church yeah. and God loves the pastors. And that is one thing I've been really interceding for us pastors. I am a pastor at heart. Mm. I've pastored three churches and by God's grace, I'm, I've been uh, blessed to be a professor now at a great seminary, one of the fastest growing seminaries in the world, actually, uh, Regent University School of Divinity. And then our, our nonprofit Empowered Living International Ministries is both a teaching ministry as well as a mission organization. And we our, our heart in that is starting, instead of planting churches, we're, we're in the process of planting Bible schools in the villages the world, which is the greatest need. Matter of fact, the greatest need in the church today globally is biblical and theological training with the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, and and that's what Empowered Living is doing on top of our teaching ministry. We are planting Bible schools as well as um, a lot of humanitarian work too. That's but awesome. God is just so merciful and good and gracious. But back to the American church. So this is what's happening. And God is calling the leaders to get on their knees, to pray and to seek the Lord and to repent for not leading the church in disciple making. Mm. And that is to get into the word. Matter of fact, I just saw a statistic this week and I may be I may forget it. So I'll be corrected. It's either 58 percent or 68 percent or something in between of Christians in America, don't believe they should share their faith with non-believers. Wow. <laughs> Why do you think that is? It's being lulled asleep in the media, the culture saying everybody has their own truth and we need to be tolerant to everybody. You see bumper stickers that says um, uh, unity or something. It has all the different religious symbols on the Coexist. Board. Yeah, coexist. That. Thank you for correcting me. Coexist. And you know, we have the answer to the world. Jesus Christ is the hope of glory. Jesus Christ is the who died for the sins of the world, for our sins, our mistakes, our hurts, our pains, uh, for, our, for our sickness. He died and shed his blood for us. And he physically rose from the dead. And that's good news. And we must proclaim it and we must share it and we must live it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the churches aren't teaching this. The churches are afraid to be um, to be disliked by the world. Jesus himself says, if the world hated me, they're going to hate you. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have favor with the world, that God gives us favor. He wants us to move in favor with God and man. Uh, he wants to bless us. But we must not live and act like the world. And so the church has failed at teaching the basics 
on evangelism, on power ministry, on on how to flow in the Holy Spirit, naturally flow in the Holy Spirit. Um, And this is an area that needs to be done. Now, real quick, back to um, the statistics. And I know statistics, we're watching every day the president of the United States with his um, his task force on this pandemic uh, speaking. And there's a, a female, Dr. Bricks, I think her name is, dynamic woman. And I do believe she's a, a Christian. Um, she's a statistic person. She just talks about data, data, data. We're learning about the data. Now, that doesn't take away from faith. We're, you know, we have faith. We know that our prayers uh, can move mountains, that we, through the Christians, can pray to stop, and that's what we're doing, praying to stop the spread of this, this uh, plague and this virus. But in looking at the data of the American church, it is scary. There's always hope because God is the God of hope. God is the God of revival. God is the God of renewal. Yes. But just in statistic, just under 400,000 churches in America I said 4,500 churches close every year. There are good news about church plants, uh, over 5,500 churches being planted every year, and but those aren't being established. With this pandemic and the closure of so many churches, the church buildings, the churches aren't closed, they can still meet, but the church buildings, yet the majority of churches don't have the capacity to minister to their people online, just like you and I right now. Right are doing. Um, If this continues, I, and I'm not prophesying this anyway, I'm just looking at statistics, at data. What I'm sensing in my, in my heart and what I'm reading, we could see if, if this is extended for another four, eight to 12 weeks, we could see up to 40 to 80,000 church buildings close. Wow. And that's a scary number. Wow. That's 10 to 20% of church churches closing over this. Wow. That actually hits me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Wow. In worst case scenario, what do you think what is some advice you would give to Christians you would give to the church to be spirit empowered, making disciples, even if it's worst case scenario and churches close the worst case scenario. Well, that's the worst case scenario, uh, 10 to 20% of churches closing uh, because they don't have the funds to, right. to keep it going. Um, Again, it goes back to God. Is he calling us to our knees to cry out in repentance for our lack of faith, in repentance for our lack of holiness, in repentance for our lack of proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ? This is the holy word of God. It's the infallible, inspired, infallible, inerrant, eternal word of God. And when you begin to deny this, that it's not, then everything else theologically and Christian living begins to slide and shift. And so I think it's that wake-up call. Now, the good side of this, let me just say, if there is a good side, there is always a good side. God can stop it. Yes. And it's through you and me and people like us calling 
every Christian to their knees to fast and pray. And if you don't know how to fast, I know you can email uh, Jared or you can email me and, and we can send you some literature on how to fast. It's very simple, but it's really humbling ourselves and asking for forgiveness for not being the Christians that God has called us to be, to be walking in the spirit, to be walking in holiness, to be walking in the ways of God, in love and in, in truth and crying out to God. Now, in that, it can stop the closure of these churches. And again, I hope yeah. this, isn't, this isn't the case. I hope the churches are able to survive. Um, but on top of that, a good sign is if the churches do close the facilities, then a lot of new churches that don't have facilities, and you know what that's like, and I know what that's like, right. will be in a position to um, to take these church facilities and turn them into new life Amen. And, and bringing new wine. Even though the building may be old wine skin, the building can be renovated into new wine, uh, new wine skin. So. Yeah. These are things that are important. At the same time, I don't believe the church, when when this pandemic is over, and it will come o- get over, we will get through it. I don't think the church can go back to being church like it's always been the status quo. Because if it does, if we all say, oh, thank God, we can all go back to our church buildings and we can have the same type of worship and we have the same preaching and we can do the same old things. The same old things has gotten the church where it is. Right. There has to be a radical mind shift and spirit shift. Right. um, To the purpose of the church. I personally believe that this is a radical shift. I believe that this is reforming us back to the basics, to family, to yes. fellowship, yeah. to reaching our neighbors, getting to know our neighbors, to um, reliance on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, like more families are gathered around the table now than ever before. You know, there's, I believe, a, a reformation of culture. Yes, horrible things are taking place. And I believe that COVID-19 is from the pit of hell, manufactured yeah. from the pit of pit of hell to wreak havoc to, but at the same time, the Holy spirit is moving in power. You know, we're not to be distracted from the prayer and intimacy and, and the, the missions movement that is currently taking place that, that I'm seeing that we're on the verge of, but what the enemy meant for evil, God is turning around for his good. Amen. We're seeing prayer by TD Jakes on MSNBC. We're seeing people, you know, like there's people reaching out to their neighbors, you know, we're we're hearing reports of, you know, people just sharing good things and sharing the gospel with people. So what the enemy meant for evil, God is turning around for his good. I believe it's going to lead to revival. Now, Dr. Gilbert, you mentioned being spirit empowered, walking in step with the Holy Spirit. And you teach a class on this at Regent University. For someone who is watching now or later, listening later, as this will be on my podcast, Adventures in the Spirit, what is some advice you would give them if they're unfamiliar with walking in the Spirit or the Spirit-empowered life that the church, that that we all need to walk in? What a great question. 
let me just say that amen to what you're saying that yes, this is a time for the church to shine. And I do believe there's the opportunity for great revival, even great awakening because of this. And yes, families are coming together, having dinner around the table now. Um, and we're, we're stuck in the house. So yes, absolutely. Matter of fact, um, I would encourage you to look up, um, to maybe interview, um, Pastor Lynn Corey, Pastor Lynn Corey, he's um, he has a couple of good books on uh, neighborhood initiative and how in the uh, Kairos time uh, that it's now is the time to reach the neighbors for Christ and how to do it. I also think in the answering your question, I also think God is calling the church back to the neighborhood to be more uh, to be more relational. And uh, home groups are going to be so important uh, more than ever before. So to answer your question regarding how to lead someone into walking in the spirit. Well, first and foremost, you have to believe that the Holy Spirit is the third person, of the Holy Trinity, and that Jesus Christ ascended after his resurrection, ascended so that he would send the church, send believers, the Holy Spirit for empowerment for ministry, but also to learn to walk in the in the spirit and to produce the fruit of the spirit. So I really encourage people to take a 30-day challenge and read Romans 8, 1 to 17 every day and turn it into a prayer. I have a whole teaching on it's actually a three-part teaching on this, on how to walk in the spirit. And it starts by understanding who we are in Christ. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, for the spirit of the law of life has been given to us. Um, and so that's chapter eight, verse one. And so and when you pray through that, when you read that chapter, especially the first 17 verses, and then you turn it into a prayer, it's all about understanding the the whole trinity of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. For walking in the flesh is death, and you cannot please God. And there's so many Christians that are we're walking in the flesh. And when we talk about flesh, it's not this. It's our, our old nature. It's the carnal nature. It's it's carnal thinking. It's the wrong thinking. So you also look at Romans 12. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we have to understand who we are in Christ. Yes. And that also leads to our identity in Christ, but also how to walk in the spirit and let the fruit of the spirit produce in us. And I pray this every day. I ask the Lord, I, I pray Colossians 3, 1 to 17. Mm. I pray Colossians 3, 1 to 17. It's seeking things above and uh, setting your mind on things above and not things of this world. And I've incorporated Romans 8 with this. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I choose daily to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And then I crucify the flesh. Colossians 3, Paul says, crucify the flesh, mortify the flesh, put it to death. And he has a list and it's not an exhaustive list, but uh, put to death immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry, and then cast off the old self daily 
anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech, your mouth, and so forth, and then put on the clothes of Christ, and which is the character of Christ. Uh, and then when I do that, when I pray that, I also pray the fruit of the Spirit to produce in me. The character of Christ in Colossians 3, 12, uh, 11, 12 uh, through 14, and the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, uh, uh, 24 and 25, uh, 22 to 25 are so are integrated. So um, I ask that the spirit would pr- the fruit of the spirit would produce in me and that the gifts of the spirit would manifest through me every day. Amen. And um, and that's that's where I would start reading Romans eight and Colossians three and then turn it into praying those and then allowing the spirit to begin to show you who he is and how he wants to use you for his for his glory. Amen. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, we've only got a few minutes left. Um, and for some reason, my screen is a little wonky at the moment, but that's okay. I'm pushing through this. But you've got a book out called The Big Five. Yes. Can you share about that, The Big Five book? Thank you so much for asking. The Big Five, uh, I mentioned it earlier, the subtitle is develop, uh, discovering the five foundations every Christian should know. That, that means every Christian. And what are the big five? The big five are not the big five African animals, the rhinoceros, uh, the lion, the elephant, uh, the leopard, and the water buffalo. Uh, not those big five. Not the big five uh, internet uh, companies. The big five uh, essentials to the Christian faith. And so I go through these very basic truths of, of the essentials of the Christian faith. Now, not all the essentials, but real quick, the first is, um, is Scripture alone. The, the Scripture alone, that's the first thing. We must submit our lives to this. This is our authority. God wrote it for us. It's a love letter for us to get to know him, but also to live by it, not legalistically, but, but we must submit our feelings, our behaviors, our way to what God says, because his way is always the best way. So that's the scripture alone. Uh, they come from the five solas from the Reformation period. So sola scriptura, the big five scripture alone. And second is Christ alone. Jesus Christ is the answer to every life issue. He is the only way to salvation. And we live in a world that says, oh, there's many different ways. No, there's only one way. I didn't say that. Jesus himself said that. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus, uh, Christ is the only way, and we must exalt Jesus and live for Jesus. The third is grace alone. And that is, uh, we live by grace, and we're saved by grace. It's not any works. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. It's not by works, lest any man should boast, but we're saved by grace. And it's learning what grace really means. And then the the fourth big five is by faith alone. We are saved by faith alone, but then we learn to walk by faith. That's another topic, to learn to walk by faith. And Jared, I know you know how to walk by faith. And so I'm walking by faith. And then the fifth big five, which I love and I have it on all my email uh, signatures is soli deo gloria for the glory of God alone. Everything we do, we should do to glorify Jesus Christ. 
him crucified and resurrected so that the world knows that we're not doing things out of selfish motivation. We're doing it out of the love of God, love for God and love for people. So those are the big five. I also get into a little bit in the scripture on how to study the Bible as well, uh, because most Christians don't know how to study the Bible. So that's the big five. I would encourage everybody to get it. I'm actually in the process of developing a course uh, to go along with the book. What is the best way for people who are watching now or later as I'll be doing some watch parties and I'd encourage people to share this and I'll also be putting this on my podcast, Adventures in the Spirit, but what is the best way for people to get hold of your ministry? Well, thank you again for asking. Um, Empowered-living.org, www.empowered-living.org. That is our ministry website. You can email me at Dr. Gilbert, no period in there, just drgilbert at empowered-living.org. You can ask me any questions. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is the uh, just um, search Empowered Living International Ministries. There's a lot of Empowered Livings out there, so Empowered Living International Ministries, or you can Facebook Dr. Daniel B. Gilbert, Daniel B. Dr. Daniel B. Gilbert. I think that's the... Uh, one of the uh, uh, tags to Empowered Living Facebook. We have over 30,000 followers on our Facebook page. And so we're getting ready to start our own YouTube channel called Empowered Living Today with Dr. Daniel Gilbert. So those are ways. And then you can also go to the big5book.com, not just to look at the book, but there's some videos. I was interviewed by Superman, Jared. I love it. Yeah, Uh, I saw that. So um, I love it. Dean Cain himself the actor. So uh, anyway, there's there's some good videos on there. And and the book is also good for small groups. And that's what we need right now. So thank you for asking. This has been a real joy. And I hope hope I've stirred people up to really get serious about what is church and what God is calling us to do and to be during this world pandemic for the purpose of revival. Amen. Yes, sir. I thank you so much for being a guest on Adventures in Prophecy. You know, we're currently just throwing these out there right now. Um, but I, I do know that there are great reports coming from these. And I know that you were a great blessing in my life at Regent University. You know, uh, and I remember seeing people in class be healed in the name of Jesus. Great to God. And, and, and you made it so simple, so practical, so personable. And, you know, we, we left the classroom greatly encouraged, but also knowing that it's for every person. Yes. Every person who loves Jesus. And especially now, our church, the Christian life, it's supposed to shine brighter than ever before. Even if we're having to hide out in our rooms, we spend time with Jesus. We take care of our families. We reach out online. We do what we can to love our neighbors, walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm encouraging everybody, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, right where you are, call on him. Yes. Call on him. Commit to him as Lord and leader of your life. Turn away from your sins. Tell him you're sorry and start having a conversation with him every day. Read the Bible. Plug into a, a great church. Find services online even to fill yourself up. Um, and, you know, even you just heard about the big five from 
Dr. Gilbert, you know, I've got an e-course on fellowship with the Holy Spirit, but you know, those are available for you. But most importantly, get heaven into you. Yes. Get heaven into you, get Jesus into you and everywhere you go, bring heaven to earth and see the wonderful Holy Spirit minister and power through you for the glory of Jesus. And it all stems from intimacy in the presence of God. Dr. Gilbert, will you end this time for us in prayer, please? Absolutely. Thank you again, everybody. Thank you for being on. Thank you, Jared. You're doing great work. I so highly commend you. You've blessed me over the last couple of years since I've known you. And I know God's going to do great things through you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I'm just going to say a, pray a simple prayer because I know time is of the essence. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to share our hearts with, with you and with one another. I pray for peace, your shalom over everyone watching. Lord, many are, are discouraged. Many are anxious. Many are don't know what's, what's going to happen even tomorrow. So, Lord, I pray your shalom over them. I pray Philippians 4, 4 through 8 over them, that they will rejoice in you and not worry about anything, not be anxious about everything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let their request be made known to you and the shalom, the peace of God will guard their heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Let us think on the things of the spirit. Let us think on the ways of the spirit. Lord, help us as, as Christians to come closer to you, to repent of anything that has hindered us, to cast off the old self and any chains and sins that are hindering our walk with you. May we take this time of seriousness to get close to you and, and grow closer to you. And Lord, we pray for the leaderships in all the countries battling this pandemic. We pray for the uh, president of the United States and the task force. We pray for the governors. We pray for every state. We pray for all the medical workers and uh, those that are on the front line trying to stop this and help those that are sick. But Lord, we pray for the church. We ask you to stir us up Put the fire of the Holy Spirit in us once again and bring revival in the midst of this pandemic. Bring hope, bring salvations, bring healings and miracles and signs and wonders and release the spirit like never before to transform lives. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you so very much, guys. That was Dr. Gilbert of Empowered Living International Ministries Incorporated. Please get his book, The Big Five. Uh, reach out to his ministry. Um, and I'll be ending this broadcast now, but Dr. Gilbert, Gilbert, please stay on so that we could chat real quick. Sure. Uh, but I hope you guys watching now, watching later, or even listening later, please share this. May, may you see wonderful fruit through you during this time. And may you and your families be filled, be blessed in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the great commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the scripture, but also what he is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. Oh, hello. Meet Optima Health, your friend for Medicaid coverage. Like any true friend, we can help make life a little easier with discounts on healthy food and gift cards for pregnancy and child checkups. We include vision and medical help 24-7. See more benefits at OptimaMedicaid.com slash hello. It's time to say hello to Optima Health, a health plan you can count on.